When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Destination Waiver Wire show. I'm your host, Ike. Follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. And I am one half of the Off the Line Fantasy Football podcast with my boy Gene. That drops every Thursday. So keep a lookout for that. But today, we want to go through the wire and talk through the top ads to target for your fantasy squads ahead of week three. Um, But before we do that, before we do that, we want to go ahead and recap a wild week two just briefly. And we did see a lot of things correcting itself, a lot of bounce back performances, and again, a lot of scoring, a lot of scoring, completely complete, a complete 180 from what happened last week. Last week, touchdowns were down, you know, year over year from week one. But then we just blew it out of the water in week two. Last week, the unders were 12 and four. And then this week, we're going to have at least going into the two Monday night games, which is which are happening as I speak. Uh, going into those two Monday night games, the overs were 12 and two. So that that kind of show that, that goes to show you that, look, the, you know, the, the offenses kind of found a groove. They kind of got in their kind of got in their bag and they lit up the scoreboard. Uh, Buffalo. Um, the Giants coming back from the cart coming back against the Cardinals. There's a couple of other teams as well, but um, but yeah, there was a lot of bounce back performances, so we love to see it, and that means a lot of points for your fantasy squads. We now have two weeks of data um, to better inform our future decision making. Um, but going into week three, there's still some work to be done. There's still a lot of work to be done. Still need to assess those rosters. Still need to turn the bottom of your rosters and make those adjustments as necessary. Continue to keep your edge. And uh, don't get complacent. But shout out to those 2-0 squads. You guys are flying high and feeling yourselves. And you should be. But as we all know, the grind does not stop. 2-0 can easily turn into 2-4, 2-5. And before you know it, it's, you know, your your team is spiraling out of control. On the flip side of that, those 0-2 teams, no time to panic yet. Still early in the season, still September. Got to keep plugging away and understand that it's not a huge hole to climb out of because 0-2 can easily turn into 4-2 and then 5-2. And, and then you can put yourself in position uh, to make a run for the playoffs. And so just, just keep that in mind. So continue to turn those rosters. Continue to cut bait with all that dead weight um, that you can say with definitive certainty probably won't touch your lineup. So before, before we go into a lot of those uh, ads or for week three, we kind of want to go to. We kind of want to recap what happened um, for for week two pickups that I talked about last week. The biggest one here, Puka 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 Nakua, <laughs> Puka Nakua, the probably the biggest uh, storyline heading you know coming out of week two. He balled his ass off. Another fifteen catches, another one hundred forty-seven yards. Another 20 targets, and he became the first player in NFL history to have 25 receptions um, over his first two games. 
and that's an again it's an NFL record. Like the guys, the guy is setting records, right? The guy is setting records. He is absolutely balling. Uh, he's showing the ability to to earn targets um, at a, at a high rate. He's got veterans around him, and Puka's the guy that is commanding the targets. He's the guy that commanding that's commanding the targets. And then another guy that we we talked about on the show last week was uh was Kyron Williams. Cam Akers was a healthy and active going you know, before the game, but Kyron Williams played 96% of the snaps, scored two more touchdowns, had 10 targets, finished as the RB2 overall. Again, 96% of the snaps for Kyron Williams is is absolutely crazy. And and he had one of the toughest running back matchups in the 49ers. The 49ers make it difficult on everyone. And a lot of people were kind of fading the Rams offense going into this game, but they were... They were moving the ball, moving the ball pretty effectively. They still ended up losing the game, but from a fantasy perspective, you like what you saw from both of those two players. Um, but we also want to talk about some of the some of the misses. Roshan Johnson, he was outsnapped by Khalil Herbert, thirty-one to twenty-two. Didn't get that much opportunity um, in a gross—I mean, gross—Chicago Bears offense. He had four catches. I'm sorry, four four carries for thirty-two yards, and then he had two two catches for ten yards. So again, not much opportunity, but it is a two-man backfield because Deontay Foreman was a healthy and active um, before the game. That was announced before the game. So I think moving forward, you'll see Khalil Herbert, you'll see Roshan Johnson, and you know eventually Roshan Johnson will, it, at least we hope, will beat out uh, Khalil Herbert moving forward. And then we saw Justice Hill. We saw the Ravens' backfield kind of shake out how we kind of expected, kind of expected him to 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 be a to be a committee. With Justice Hill getting the passing down work, he did get all three running back targets, but he did not produce like Gus Edwards did. Gus Edwards had ten carries for sixty-two yards, and the and the lone touchdown at the backfield. But Justice, uh, but Justice Hill got more carries and played more snaps. So we like the underlying data, and that supports Justice Hill. But unfortunately, he did not have the production to go to to, to go along with that, which is fine. That that'll that'll come with time. So I think that's kind of how the the backfield will be deployed moving forward. And then at tight end, the, the top tight end that we recommended last week was Hunter Henry, and he produced again. He is the he's the tight end two overall in the season. He had another six catches, another 56 yards, and another touchdown. And so that Patriots offense, you know, from a, from a fantasy perspective, at least their passing offense, he is probably the number one beneficiary, him and then uh, Ramondre Stevenson. And then, you know, to a lesser extent, Kendrick Bourne, he's still getting targets, but he he had kind of had a, a dud week, only 29 yards receiving, went up against Xavier Howard and faced a lot of double coverage last week. And so not, not a great showing from Kendrick Bourne, but these were some of the guys that we talked about last week and some of them hit, some of them didn't, but there's still some underlying data points that would suggest that these guys will be around for, for quite some time. Now, before we go into week three pickups, there were a ton of injuries still. A ton of injuries we still want to discuss. Um, the biggest injury that we wanted to talk about is Saquon Barkley has a sprained ankle. After the game, it was swelling, swollen. Uh, the severity is that he's going to be out for three weeks. That was announced today. And over the next three weeks, the Giants play the 49ers on Thursday night. He probably wasn't going to play anyways in that game, even if he was good enough to go. Um, and then the Seahawks and then the, the Miami Dolphins. So we'll we'll get to who you should pick up in his place here in a second. David Montgomery had a quad injury. He's going to miss a few weeks, and the source is him. He actually came out and said that he's going to miss a few weeks and that his, his quad injury is going to take a couple of weeks to heal. But Coach Dan Campbell said that he's day-to-day. 
I'm going to trust the player in this situation. I, I, I just am. He knows his body. He knows if he can go or can't go. So I think David Montgomery, he's going to be out a couple of weeks. We'll go ahead and, uh, you know, recommend who you should pick up in his place as well. And then we had some concussions this uh, this past week. Anthony Richardson, he was he's the biggest one that we that we uh, we can pinpoint. He just, you know, last week we talked about on the show, he takes a lot of punishment, takes a lot of hits and he just needs to learn how to slide and, and, and not necessarily avoid contact, but just know how to you know, make some business decisions every now and then. You're the franchise guy. Got to stop taking so many hits. And he was off to a phenomenal start in, in week two, two touchdown runs within a span of like six minutes. So he was getting ready to have a, a, a huge fantasy week. But unfortunately, you know, the, the last touchdown run, he got hit and he hit his head and then he was out for the rest of the game. So he's likely out next week. Gardner Minshew's the backup. I don't recommend him for fantasy. Don't know what you're going to get out of him. You'll probably get back in QB2 production. And there's better guys um, on the waiver wire that you can target, um, much better guys that you can target at, ahead of week three. Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Raiders. He took a hit to the head. Uh, Jimmy G left him hanging out the dry late in the fourth quarter. Don't know. Don't have any confirmation that he's in the concussion protocol, but he was checked for concussion. So I'm not sure the, uh, you know, what the, what the status is on that. So we'll just have to see how it goes uh, during the week for practice. And then Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle is in concussion protocol. That was confirmed earlier today. And, you know, he's probably, I, I think, I think he may miss this week. His, his, his week three is definitely in jeopardy, um, but we'll have to see how, you know, how he progresses um, through each, each of those stages of the concussion protocol um, throughout the week. And hopefully he, he can be good enough to play, but I do not like those chances. And then just kind of rounding it out really quick, uh, Deontay Johnson was placed on IR today um, before, you know, maybe like an hour and a half ago. So he's going to miss the next four weeks. So that means George Pickens. That means Allen Robinson. That means Cal- uh, Calvin Austin are the direct beneficiaries of this. And um, as we speak right now, uh, the, the Steelers are playing the Browns. So you know, hopefully one of those guys are, you know, they're, they're, they're popping, they're popping off and they're starting to, you know, starting to assert themselves in that Pittsburgh passing game. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. has a mild ankle injury. He said it's not overly serious. Reports were saying or reports were suggesting that he's probably not going to miss any time, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. And then lastly, uh, Darnell Mooney, he had an ankle slash knee injury. Didn't play much um, after the first quarter, but he was talking about the injury after the game, and he said it was like a nagging, a nagging bruise or some sort. And so it, it says that he's probably not going to miss time, but that that obviously remains to be seen. That obviously remains to be seen. All right, so now uh, we're going to go ahead and get into some of the pickups for week three. And these uh, these pickups are, they, they have varying availabilities across Sleeper, across Yahoo, and across ESPN. Same drills last week. First, let's go ahead and just dive into quarterbacks. Uh, the first quarterback I want to talk about is C.J. Stroud. He's 24% owned on Sleeper, 9 on Yahoo, and 7.4 on ESPN. Had a pretty good showing in Week 2. Finished as a QB 13 on the week. Had over 380 yards and two touchdowns. And, you know, that 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 Houston Texans offense, I mean, they're going to they're gonna be in a lot of trailing game scripts. And as C.J. Stroud gets more comfortable, he's he's got weapons to throw to. Fantasy relevant weapons, rather. Nico Collins is is having a career year so far. Uh, I know it's two games, but this is the best he's looked so far throughout his career. We have Tank Dell, the rookie. He's got he's gotten more playing time um, with with Noah Brown being placed on IR. 
and then the veteran Robert Woods. That's that's basically going to be the passing game uh, for the Texans. And from a fantasy standpoint, those you know those those are are you know very viable uh, fantasy options. So C.J. Stroud, uh, he's he is a a good a good streaming option um, that you can look look at in your leagues. Um, the next guy I want to talk about is Sam Howell. Twenty one percent owned on Sleeper, twenty on Yahoo, and nine point four on ESPN. Uh, he finished as a QB fourteen on the week, right behind C.J. Stroud, and he had over you know just just shy of three hundred yards and two touchdowns. So he looked good. He looked good in week two. Only took one sack after the first handful of drives ended in basically disaster, where they didn't have anything, go- um, couldn't get anything going. So that that Washington offense, they're averaging close to you know twenty eight points a game. They're looking pretty good. Uh, Eric Bieniemy deserves his flowers because a lot of people thought he was just a puppet behind uh, Andy Reid, but he's so far through a couple of weeks. Again, it's early in the season, but from what we're seeing, I mean, they have 35 points and they scored 20 plus the, the the week before. They're 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 looking pretty decent on offense. They're looking decent on offense. And so, um, but those are the the, the, the two quarterbacks. I would kind of suggest, uh, you know, keeping an eye on Jordan Love. I know Jordan Love has three touchdowns in back-to-back weeks, but he's pretty highly owned um, in, in across across leagues. I think he's over over fifty percent owned in some leagues. But if he's if he's less than that, he'd be another another guy that I would be looking towards um, to, to to pick up um, for for streaming purposes. All right, so on to running backs. Running backs always interesting. Um, general rule of thumb. These guys usually fall into the most opportunities uh, on a week-to-week basis, year-over-year basis. Um, but the first guy I want to talk about, Zach Moss. I know he's over 50% owned on Yahoo and Sleeper, but he's still only 32% owned on, on ESPN leagues. Last week, he, I mean, this past week, he was the only Colts running back to play. The only Colts running back. They, they were so fed up with how Deion Jackson played in week one they didn't even play him at all in week two. So Zach Moss played 98% snaps, had all 22 running back touches, and finished the RB9 of the week. He did play the Texans. Did play the Texans, so a lot of people ate against the Texans. And so Zach Moss, he if he's if he's out there in your leagues, uh, you have a couple more weeks before Jonathan Taylor comes back. Wouldn't spend a ton of fab on him because of that very reason. And so he can be very useful for you, or pretty useful for you, if, if this is how they're, they're going to deploy the backfield, if they're not going to play anybody else. I mean, if he's, if he's the only guy playing, come on, let's let's be serious. <laughs> let's be serious. Um, the next guy I want to talk about is Matt Breida, or the next backfield I want to talk about is the Giants backfield. We talked about Saquon's injury. He's going to miss the next three weeks. Matt Breida is, is the top guy you should target. He's only 2% owned on Yahoo, 1% on ESPN, and 3% on Sleeper. And, and then also in that backfield is Gary Brightwell. He's basically not owned in all the three major platforms. Uh, these are the only two backs to play other than Saquon Barkley. Breida did see the only carry between the two. And I think we should anticipate a split or running back by committee. And I think the veteran deference goes to, to, to Matt Breida because he's, you know, he's been in the league longer. He's actually produced. And on Thursday night, he gets the 49ers. Potential revenge game there? Maybe? Maybe not? Nope. Okay. Cool. But yeah, that that's probably how that backfield is going to be deployed over at least the next three weeks uh, while Saquon is healthy. And then we have Craig Reynolds running back for the Lions. He's basically not owned in any of the major platforms, 0.6% owned in, in ESPN leagues. Uh, he was the only other back to see carries after David Montgomery went out with his quad injury. And he got a few in the red zone. 
And so the Lions, I mean, they've told they've told us how they want to deploy these running backs, right? They've they want to slam one into the line and they want to use the other to create mismatches and be more be more dynamic. And that guy is uh, Jameer Gibbs. So Jameer Gibbs is going to you know be used everywhere else and have minimal carries. And they just want to have a guy that can that they can run between the tackles more more, more frequently. And that and that guy is probably for all intents and purposes going to be Craig Reynolds. So Greg Reynolds is 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 worth a pickup or at least a stash uh, for the next couple of weeks. And then lastly, for running backs, uh, this is more so a stash, not necessarily like a priority ad, but uh, a stash will be Sean Tucker for the Buccaneers. He's a four percent owned on Yahoo, two point six percent owned on ESPN, and eleven percent owned on Sleeper. Uh, he saw eight carries, so twenty five percent of the running back uh, running back touches wasn't very good with them. I'll admit that he was not very good with them. He was the only other back to, to to play significant snaps. Chase Edmonds did play three snaps before he hurt himself. And I think he hurt his knee. And I think uh, he's going to be out for the next four to six weeks. So Sean Tucker's playing time may potentially rise, but it, it's not going to rise to the point where it's going to threaten Rashad White because Rashad White has that backfield on lock. That was one of the the guys that I, I mentioned on Twitter to trade for. So if you did trade for him, you got a pretty – pretty damn good week out of him and you should expect that moving forward because his usage suggests he is headed towards rb1 borderline rb1 territory but sean tucker is worth a stash especially if something happens to rashad white in the foreseeable future so that rounds out running backs let's move on to wide receivers first one is tank dell uh, we did talk about him briefly he's 1.7 1.7 percent owned on ESPN, 3% on Yahoo, 5% on Sleeper, had a really good game against the Colts, 7 for 72, and a touchdown on 10 targets. He did run the second most routes and had the second most snaps at wide receiver. Um, and again, with Noah Brown on IR, he's going to see a lot more playing time. The Texans' upcoming schedule, they have the Jags next week. They got the Steelers and they got the Falcons. So these are these are opportunities for Tank Dell to to really, really assert himself in that receiving core or in that, that receiver room. Next is Josh Reynolds for the Lions. He has 21% owned on Sleeper, 12 on Yahoo, and 4.7 on ESPN. He was the wide receiver 13 overall in the week. He led all of the Lions wide receivers in snaps with 53. He went five for 66 and two touchdowns on six targets and ran the most routes. So Josh Reynolds has been a pretty good number two receiver behind Amon Ross St. Brown had a good game against the the Chiefs in week one with four catches for 80 yards so over the at least the next month they have a pretty easy schedule so Josh Reynolds is a, is a pretty good flex option until the uh, suspension of James Williams is lifted and, I, and I'm certain that they're gonna try to factor factor him in into that offense at some point so uh, the next guy I want to talk about is Jaden Reed for the Packers he is 19% owned on sleeper 2% on Yahoo and 2.3% owned on ESPN why disparity there why why disparity looks like a sleeper is ahead of the curb and Yahoo and ESPN need to catch up they need to catch up but Jaden Reed wide receiver 18 overall in the week played 27 snaps had four catches 37 yards and two touchdowns on six targets and you know he had he he had uh six targets and he ran 18 routes so that's a 33 percent target rate so that's pretty good for a wide receiver. Um, so obviously that was without Christian Watson in the lineup. Maybe he gets back this week with that hamstring injury. But if not, Jaden Reed, he's still going to be viable even after Christian Watson gets back. Hopefully Green Bay can you know, ramp up the pass volume 
over the next several weeks. I know they were without Aaron Jones. They probably had to run a little bit more than they were accustomed to. And so Jaden Reed is, is, is also a good pickup. And there's a couple of other guys we want to keep uh, keep an eye on in stash uh, moving forward. First guy, Jalen Hyatt for the Giants. He only played 14 snaps and ran 12 routes and only saw two targets. But both of those targets resulted in 89 yards. And both of those catches, both of those big plays, they ignited the Giants' comeback versus the Cardinals. So he, if he can continue to flash the big play potential, he can earn more playing time down the road. He can definitely earn more playing time. So that's a guy that you keep eye on and stash. And maybe some uh, some of your league mates aren't paying that much attention to. Him. Next guy, Michael Wilson, in the same game, he played the he played the third most snaps and ran the third most routes with 18. And he was the only other wide receiver in that Cardinals receiving core to have more than one target. He had four targets. And so we had Marquise Brown have 10 targets. And then the other receivers, they ran a lot of routes, but they only had one target each. But Michael Wilson had four. So that that's that's saying a little something. We're just we're, we're kind of diving a little bit deep here. But Michael Wilson's a guy that stash and keep an eye on, and he can potentially earn more playing time as the season progresses. And then with that Odell Beckham Jr. injury, that 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 ankle injury, we want to keep an eye on Nelson Aguilar. He did see the most wide receiver targets in that Ravens passing game. Uh, he ran 13 routes and saw six targets, went five or 63 in a touchdown. But his route participation was only 42% after the Odell Beckham Jr. injury. So he wasn't really on the field that much in running that many routes. But when he ran those routes, he was targeted pretty frequently. So that that speaks to some potential target earning ability. And on the other hand, Rashad Bateman, he led the Ravens wide receivers in snaps after the Odell Beckham injury with a 92% route participation, but didn't really produce anything. So those are a couple of guys to keep, kind of keep an eye on, especially if Rashad Bateman was dropped. I know he was drafted a lot in, in leagues and may have been dropped because people were so frustrated with what they've seen from him. And so th- these are two guys to kind of keep an eye on uh, for, from a receiver's perspective. All right, lastly, we're just going to round it out with the last uh, position, this tight end. And I only have one tight end to target, and that's Zach Ertz. He is 11.6% owned on Sleeper, 47% owned on ESPN, and 10% on Yahoo. So this this basically tells you that ESPN is a lot higher you know, preseason on Zach Ertz than the other platforms were with you know 40%, 47% ownership. That, that kind of tells you something. But he's got a tar- 32% target rate on the season, has the second most targets on the team in, in week two, and had six catches for six, 56 yards in uh, in week two against the Giants. So he's he's playing the most snaps. You know, it's kind of impressive that he's coming back from an ACL tear and the the guy that people were were targeting in drafts, at least for me, was Trey McBride, but he's playing well ahead of them. He outsnapped him, I think, 43 to 32 in week two, and he's continuing continuing to command targets. And so uh, that's a guy that you definitely should keep your eye on uh, moving forward because he's earned a role and he's going to keep getting targets um, week after week. So that basically rounds it out. That rounds out all the, the waiver wire pickups uh, for week three. Uh, just to recap, quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud and Sam Howell. Running backs, Craig Reynolds, Zach Moss, uh, Matt Breida, and Gary Brightwell because of that Giants uh, committee, a potential committee there. And then Sean Tucker for the Buccaneers. Uh, wide receiver, Tank Dell, Josh Reynolds, Jaden Reed. And keeping an eye on Jalen Hyatt, Michael Wilson, Nelson Aguilar, and Rashad Bateman. And then tight end, Zach Ertz. Appreciate you guys tuning in. 
continue to turn those rosters, continue to you know cut the dead weight that you have at the end of your bench and get guys that are going to continue to produce for you, get guys that are going to produce fantasy points. And until next week, I'll holler at y'all. Peace out. Peace out.